Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Wednesday, October 11th. Artificial intelligence is already having a significant impact on our lives, often without us even realising it. But how is it being used in capital markets and what's its potential? A new report published by the Ontario Securities Commission and EY looks at use cases and the benefits and risks in part to help shape regulatory oversight of the burgeoning technology. It notes that AI is currently being used to enhance existing products rather than to create new ones, making processes more efficient and accurate. These uses include include asset allocation, price and liquidity forecasting, hedging, trade order execution and surveillance, high-frequency trading, futures market analysis and sales and marketing. Although the use of AI in Ontario's capital markets is already at an intermediate stage, there's much to do to ensure that solutions such as natural language processing are being used ethically and correctly. Processing data speedily and precisely is one of the most exciting benefits of AI, with better quality analytics and forecasting and enhanced ability for personalization. Trade surveillance and detection of market manipulation is another beneficial use of the technology, and this is already at a mature stage in Ontario's capital markets, while use for asset allocation and risk management is at a less mature stage. Customer services and support is another important area of AI usage, and this already appears to be at an advanced stage. Revenue generation through previously untapped data sets is also escalating. Adopting AI creates several challenges, including procurement and development of systems, talent acquisition and corporate culture. Issues relating to privacy, bias, fairness, explainability and interpretability are all essential to any system that's developed or procured. The regulator's keen to hear from stakeholders on how AI is impacting the investment industry, and this can be submitted through its new OSC Idea Hub. BMO Financial has announced some leadership changes within its capital markets and investment and corporate banking groups. The catalyst is the retirement of longtime CEO and group head of the capital markets business, Dan Barclay, who will step down from the role at the end of this month, but will transition to senior advisor to the CEO. Barclay's investment banking career has spanned 32 years, including two decades with BMO, where he began his current role in 2018, following several previous leadership roles. Before joining the Canadian Big Six Banking Group, he was with Morgan Stanley and Scotiabank. Barclays' successor is Alan Tannenbaum, who has been with BMO since 2010 and is currently Global Head of Investment and Corporate Banking. He previously led BMO's Global Corporate Finance Solutions Group and earlier in his career was with Lehman Brothers, Paragon Asset Management and James Capel. He'll be succeeded in his current role by Brad Chapin, who will serve as Interim Global Head Investment and Corporate Banking. If the last few years has taught us anything, it's that we cannot always predict an incoming and fast-developing crisis, but we can be prepared for the unexpected. For those with financial resilience, the pandemic, war in Ukraine, inflation and interest rates were concerning but did not risk financial ruin. But most Canadians are not in this enviable position. A new report from the Financial Resilience Institute warns that 19.5 million Canadian adults, 76% of the population, are defined as not financially resilient and things have worsened in the past two years. The share of financially resilient households has decreased from 31% of the population in June 2021 to just 24% in June 2023. And having a six-digit income does not necessarily mean things are okay. The report found that 22% of those households with an income of more than $150,000 are deemed to be extremely vulnerable or financially vulnerable based on the June 2023 Seymour Financial Resilience Index. 
More than half of households report high levels of financial stress. 60% say their quality of life has been impacted by the cost of living. And 48% say their money worries make them feel physically unwell. For those struggling the worst, 42% are facing significant hardship. 23% cannot meet everyday expenses. And 16% cannot get the food they need. While many poll participants are taking positive steps to shore up their finances, such as reducing non-essential spending, the cost of living is still impacting their ability to save and reduce debt. Specifically, one-third of Canadians have increased their borrowing to pay for essential expenses, 42% have had to draw down on savings to meet their debt obligations, only 50% of Canadians currently maintain a liquid savings buffer of three months or more as of June 2023, a notable decrease from a high of 64% in 2017. Nearly a quarter of the population has a buffer of less than three weeks and 37% of Canadians have either a negative or zero household savings rate as of June 2023. Those with a variable rate mortgage are more impacted by the interest rate hikes than the wider population and just 18% were deemed financially resilient in June 2023 compared to 33% two years earlier. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters plus... Is the long-term case for Canadian energy better than it appears? Why McKenzie is going nuclear on one set of portfolios? And Wealth Professionals Women in Wealth Management Summit returns to Toronto. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.